So, guys, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. Boo. Uh, So, in honor of Halloween, I thought I would throw a little kind of quiz out to you guys to uh, start this episode of the podcast. Mm. And this quiz is, I'm going to give you guys uh, some hints, and I'm going to describe a costume that, uh, that a pro cyclist might wear to a costume party, and I need you guys to tell me, based on the costume, who the pro cyclist that might wear this costume to a Halloween party is. Okay, you ready? Okay. All right. You'll, I think you'll pick up on where I'm going with this along the way. So, the first costume is Captain America. Yeah, okay. Captain America. Who? What Levi pro cyclist? Levi No? No, oh. it's uh, Captain America is... Um, Dan Martin. No, it starts with a D. Uh, Dave Zabriskie. Yes. Dave Zabriskie, yes. Captain America. Actually, no. that was his nickname. You, yep. Well, yeah, I thought... He had I, a Captain America skin yeah, suit, right? That's right. I he don't did. know Cyclist in those era, so I okay. thought it was Levi. All right, so so you see where we're sort of going with yeah, this. Yeah. Yep. Who would come to the Halloween party as Captain Jack Sparrow? Ooh, Il Pirata. That would be Pantani. Ooh, nice. Yes, good, good, good one, Matt. Okay. All right. Very good. Good. Uh, this one might be a little more difficult. It'll get to make a little bit of a stretch. Who would come as Wolverine? Oh, that would be uh, the uh, the Wolfman, uh, Lawrence Tendam. No, well, that, that's no, actually a good answer. But, guess, yeah. but think small, furry, aggressive animal. The Badger. Yes. Bernardino. Oh, badger. Okay. Bernardino comes as so Wolverine. So he wouldn't dress up as, as a Badger? badger. <laughs> well, but Badger is not really a great Halloween costume, but Wolverine is. All right. Uh, who would come as a flesh-eating zombie? Oh, that would be Merckx. The cannibal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All okay. right. Final question. Crushing this. Who yeah. would come to this Halloween party as... Can you pick a cyclist from this generation? <laughs> well, funny that you say that. <laughs> who would come to the Halloween party as the invisible man? Oh. Uh... You may not get this one, guys, so feel free to give up and I'll give you the answer. Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. Uh, uh, time's up. Hi, Mazabeldia. That would be me at uh, this weekend's club ride. Oh, oh damn. That was a fun and entertaining cold open, Townsend. Kudos to you on that one. Thank yeah. you. I'm, Thank you. Uh, and this will come into the, to the show later. I'm giving you one credit for that. Thank you, sir. Um, but guys, welcome to episode 27. Um, we're almost approaching 30. It's true. Um, and we had a bit of a tef- technical difficulties this evening. Yes. But we've cobbled some parts together, and we're still going to record the podcast because we're nothing but consistent. Yeah, we're taking it back old school with our uh, technology here, sharing yeah. the microphone tonight with Sir Cheerio. Honored to do so, sir, to share a mic with you. Yeah, I uh, I manufactured this whole situation of forgetting my laptop so that we could uh, get closer together. That's Sometimes you want to rub shoulders with your bro and speak into a microphone. I mean, hey. That's right. Hey, it's cool. We're all friends here. Um, so, yeah, as I alluded to in the cold open, I... Uh, Totally missed the club ride this Saturday. You did, uh, yes. S- slept through it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said uh, R.I.P. Club Ride. Yeah. I think that the uh, Thursday night Prophets of Rage, Voodoo Fest, Cold Weather, <laughs> and your Rafa sleeping blankets all kind of came together in the perfect storm and killed the club ride. Yep, sorry about that, guys. Um, sorry wait. to everyone. Now, hang on. I went to the uh, Thursday night Prophets of Rage, but I made it to the club ride. That's true. You yeah. and I both were at the club ride. But we also did not get past the bridge. <laughs> no, we bowed out uh, we, early. The yeah. thought of riding along Hain got less and less appealing the closer we got to it. <laughs> well, it was the first cold and rainy morning of the season. So... Uh, it was more the wind than anything, really. That mm. crosswind w w meant that it was going to suck both ways. Yeah, well, it was the wind and the lack of people, so there was nowhere to hide. Yeah. So it's like if, if you, you had to like do actual work, and I had no desire to do any work, so we dipped out. But And the, 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 of the few people there were to hide behind, one of them was, I would say, smaller than Nairo Quintana. Yeah, yeah. I and think, yeah. Uh, would have given no uh, shelter from the storm whatsoever. So, yeah, heart, heartily apologize to all for that. I had actually arranged uh, for that to be a, a meaningful ride and had planned to, to be there. And, um, well, I won't even get into it all, but uh, my phone decided to turn itself off, and I didn't wake up until dawn broke, and the what little light was breaking through the clouds that morning shone through my bedroom window and got me up at, 7.15, which is the time that the club ride leaves. So there you have it. Uh, we made up for it, I think, on Sunday, though, with both beautiful weather mm -hmm. and a great ride. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, uh, we kind of did some, di we did different rides. Um, I uh, did the old, uh, Emily and I veered off from you guys behind the airport and did the old gravel route uh, to the spillway, which I hadn't done in completion since in three years i yeah. realized you've tried to put it together a few times but that's a ride that uh that's a ride that loses momentum real quick on the old facebooks doesn't it it does yeah it's like i would love to do to loop to loop together that ride and the ride that some of our teammates and clubmates did also on sunday where they went east along the levee out to uh, uh irish bayou along that levee there and i will I've, I've done that i've combined those two it's like a 115 mile ride but it's really hard to find anybody who ever wants to do it that's the hashtag all the gravel ride yeah hashtag all the gravel does it still involve the airport gravel as well that one just a little bit of the airport but, gravel yeah, that so, you yeah. do at the end of the of the long I mean, gravel but let's be realistic the airport gravel is like is like the finish line at rudevord like you know like it's, it's like a, it's like twenty yards of pave, you know. Like it's it's really nothing. You can't call the airport loop a gravel ride. You can't. Because you're right. Not. It has a gravel sector. Yeah, it has a very small gravel sector. Yeah. So. A gorgeous gravel it is yeah. though. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was the you know so so if if Saturday was the first sort of bleak, rainy, windy, cold, ride, Sunday was the first gorgeous sunny cool weather you know perfect cycling weather ride of the of the season so far and it didn't disappoint yeah it did not yeah i planned for 40 miles and we rode 70 and i bonked super hard so hard that i couldn't wait to get home that we had to stop at a little little zara's giant supermarket or mm -hmm. zara's little giant supermarket 
and I bought a sandwich, and it was the most delicious sandwich I ever had in my life. Well, luckily for you, when you bonked, you had your pro-AF girlfriend with you uh, who clearly knows how to crush uh, gravel. Yeah, and, she was... and she probably had some sandwiches that you stole from her, like you did at her cross race, <laughs> when no, she won she, two races in a she row. She was suffering pretty hard, too. At one point on the levee, I looked behind me, and she was no longer on my wheel, and I was like, wait, what's wrong? She's like, well, we're... We're like, you know, 50 miles, and I've never ridden gravel, and I didn't bring any food. And I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't plan this out correctly. <laughs> You're a terrible guy, Bodie. <laughs> uh, we were both terrible. Well, speaking of uh, gravel and things like that, <laughs> makes me think <laughs> about segue. cyclocross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We didn't have any cyclocross in town this weekend, which is why we were all out riding gravel, but there was plenty of cross happening around the country and around the world. Uh, Bodie, you want to jump into that and give us a little intro to... Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, there was a lot of good cross-action going on in the States. We had two um, UCI races. We had one in New Jersey and one in Cincinnati. Um, and I just want to... We'll start with the, the HPCX, which is in Cincinnati. I don't have a lot of coverage on that. I didn't, Wait, I... HPCX is in New Jersey. Sorry. Yes. Yep, you're right. Let's start that again. What is what does the HP stand for? Something Park. Um, Highland Park. HP Lovecraft CX. <laughs> that would be it's good. It's HP LCC. Halloween that party. Be, that would be a good Halloween. Uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that stands for. But uh, I wanted to give a shout out to not local, but in our area, someone we kind of know or have run into at races. Uh, Sammy Reynolds rides for Squid Bikes. Uh, during cyclocross and she won both days in the women's elite uh, awesome. race i don't know if that's her first uci win or not no. she won earlier this year huh she won i think one of the ones in china yeah or they australia did. uh china. yeah china or australia she won a uci race there yeah anyway uh awesome got... looking kit too that she's that she wears yeah, the skin bike. suit is Kids super sweet are, are well, pretty they, cool they all have their own unique skin suits too don't they the squid team they're all about like non-branding branding if you yeah know I mean. hers was just sort of an abstract looking you know kit abstract design not uh, no sponsors that i saw nope i think it's just squid yep yeah anyway uh, in the men's side um big day for jam fund you had jack kisseberth who won day one and then scott smith won day two so jam fund is i mean you guys if we don't know who Jam... Is that the Pactimo yeah. sponsored team? Yeah, they're sponsored by Pactimo, but it's a, it's the Jeremy Powers, um, yeah. Al Donahue, Makunda, something, you know, right. really sort of grassroots development team. With Stephen Hyde came through there. Stephen Hyde, Alan yeah. Noble, yeah. Anthony Clark, now on Squid. So a couple of their guys uh, went in big in New Jersey, so that's cool to see. Awesome. Um, and then we had the big... Um, I don't know if that was a C2 in, in New Jersey or if it was a C1s, but... Since he was sort of the, I would maybe call it the, the bigger caliber race where you had, that was also a, that was the fifth stop, no, sixth stop, sixth, fifth and sixth stop of the U.S. Cup CX. Right, the uh, next to last round. There's one more yeah. round, one yeah. more race. Wow. Which is, which is this week in, in Louisville. It's over, that's going to be over already? Yeah. With Se that seven deep races. in? Seven race series. Yeah, okay. And uh, which four locations. Has just got... Pretty interesting after this weekend. 
I mean, the first four, I guess, so many rounds have been dry, right? We've had yeah. hot, dusty season. Right, before yeah. we even get into this, Bodie, let me ask you, are you still picking McTubbin as the national champ? You were ready to claim it and name it a few weeks back. Well, yep. what, Rewind did, the tape. what did I say? What I said was that Hyde would come into form later with powers. True, true that. McTubbin would dip a bit. But then he would bring it around for Reno. Okay. And exactly as I said, Stephen Hyde wins day one and day two. So kudos, Stephen Hyde. Big fan of his. And where was McTubbin? He pretty pretty far down. Yeah, like not even top ten. No, like fourteenth. I don't, and I don't know what happened um, to him. I heard Mm. that on the Six magazine that he said day one just had a bad day. I guess he didn't get it figured out for day two, but it was muddy. Uh, it was slick. It looked like I saw some highlights um, just briefly before I did the podcast on Dirtwire. It looked, you know, kind of very Euro with like really di- big, thick mud ruts, like getting off the bike a lot and running around, you know, some really weird yeah. obstacles. So yeah, I saw some pictures of Stephen Hyde where he wasn't just splattered in mud. He was, he was sort of covered in mud. I mean, he had mud all over his legs, looked like he'd, you know, been kneeling in it. Yeah. So that, so, you know, that seems like a course style that's going to fit Stephen Hyde a little better. Um, and uh, good to see the national champion uh, back on top. And speaking of the national champion, he looked pretty good in the Stars and Stripes, I have to say. I, th- I like that. I like the Cannondale uh, Stars and Stripes skin suit that he's got. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good-looking one. I, I think it's pretty rad. Yep. Um, and then, so on the women's side, we had Katie Keogh, again, consistent, riding strong. She won day one. And day two uh, was Noble, Ellen Noble's chance to shine, and, and she won uh, the women's race on day two. So American cyclocross is pretty exciting right now. Even even in the men's, both men's and women's, I think the fact that even Tobin has won a lot, mm-hmm. there is a lot of back and forth, which is pretty pretty great. Like, it's pretty exciting to watch these, these people uh, race. And Gage Hecht also had yes. a good showing. Yeah, no, uh, second on day two. Yeah. Um, who, you know, we're fans of Gage Hecht, also rides for Avolo. Not 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 for cyclocross, of course, yeah, just he's, as his, he's his on road a, team. Yeah, so I'm wondering if he's uh, maybe going to have a big sponsor next year. I mean, I, I feel like he's kind Who's of... Who's sponsoring him now? He He's on some Subaru something team. I feel like it's a bolder team, kind of more of a regional, um, okay. at the regional level, not... You know, a bigger name team, but uh, he—I think he kind of came. He's the same age as Spencer Petroff, and they kind of came up together. And Spencer Petroff, obviously, he got second in Cincy on day two, or maybe day one. And he's actually from that area, so big finish for him. I know he's super stoked. But you kind of see, like, you take Spencer, a lot of talent. You put him on a good team, like Aspire with Jay Pow and Ellen. Right. Can do good things. Gage, I think, has got a lot of talent too. So I think he he showed it. Maybe he can uh, get some backing uh, sooner than later. And speaking of Jay Powell, no Jay Powell on the podium in either either race. You know, is he passing the torch to some of these younger guys now? Finally, or is he? Whoa, whoa, hang what's on, happening? hang on. I I think that he got on the podium at day one. I guess you know what. So it's 
it's it's there's two races in Cincinnati, but there are two different venues. Huh. Um, that may just be a hot take because I have to be honest with you, I didn't watch. Okay. Okay, so check this races. out. It's day one was in Kentucky, Covington, Kentucky. That's right, right across the border from Cincinnati, right across the river. So on day one, Stephen Hyde won. You had Spencer Petrov in second, Jay Powell in third. Okay. So I don't think that Jay Powell was is quite handing over the torch. I think uh, he's not he, done yet. He's not done yet. I and you know, I don't think he's as going to be as consistent as he as he was uh, two years ago. Right. And dominant, but he's still there. Well, that's cool. So, Bodie, yeah. real quick before we before we move away from domestic cross. Where does that put us in terms of the overall for the U.S. Cup CX headed into the final race? So, I mean, Tobin, looked, it looked like Tobin was going to run away with it. But after this weekend, uh, Stephen Hyde's on top with Kerry Warner and then Curtis White. That's one, two, three in the overall series. Is that, yes, that's after, okay, that's both days. The full, so the last day is Derby Cup next weekend in Louisville, which I'll be at. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, and for the women, Katie Keogh? And for the women, yeah, I think Katie Keogh has a bigger advantage um, than Steven. He's got 70 points, which means that he'd have to, like, DNF and then someone carry Warner with the win outright. So Katie Keogh, oh, it's actually a lot closer. So Katie Keogh, Emma White, and Ellen Noble, that's one, two, three. And there's only 25-point difference between Katie Keogh and Emma White. So, Cannondale will have yeah. an inter-team rivalry uh, coming up next uh, Saturday. All right. Good stuff. Well, you'll have to give us the full report next week on the podcast when you get back because you're yeah. headed up there, right? I am. Great. Awesome. Uh, jump over to Belgium? Let's do that. Speaking of jumping over to Belgium... Wow, it was bunny hopping the barriers at uh, Super Prestige. Well, jumping over the Belgian lumber. <laughs> it was, I got to say, I mean, he still needs to work on that, doesn't he? Yeah, he's not quite as confident. He's not as smooth or as fast as uh, MVDP. Well, nobody is, but yeah, he was looking pretty clumsy going over them compared yeah. to compared to he's most trying, of the other though. guys. He's trying. He's he, having a go. He's only marginally better than any of the three of us by a factor of about 100, I guess, at barrier hopping at this point, right? Uh, yeah. Speaking of barrier hopping, uh, I think I sent you guys, you saw the video of the guy riding a track, and there's a, uh, on a track bike around a track, yes. and he tries to jump over that gap. Yes. That Shocking. Was... Yeah, to, to set it up, it was a one of the sections of the track had been removed. Yes. About, uh, what, 10 feet, 10 feet wide, maybe 8 feet wide? Yeah, and he, he's going full gas, and uh, it's a, it's one of the worst yard sales I think I've seen since, well, it's, yeah, yard since sale. Joey's okay. Yeah, it was a yard sale and full face plant. He literally landed on his face. Yeah, absolutely horrific. Thankfully, because... it was polished wood and not concrete because he would have no face otherwise. If it was concrete, there would not have been that giant gap for him to try to bunny hop. But, no, yeah. this is true. Yeah. I think that was the entrance to the track. Yeah. It was like a little ramp thing yep. that they close off. Anyway, uh, that was a bit of an aside. So yeah. what Good we're stuff. talking about is Super, we'll post that. Super Prestige. Yes. Um, what's the name of this one? Rudevord. 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 Uh, I don't know uh, who this is dedicated it to. 
Didn't um, quite see. So Rudevort is where the location? I believe so. Yeah. Did you guys watch the race? I watched, yes, I did. I watched both the women's and the men's races. So let's talk about the ladies. Um, yeah. Great so, race. Yeah, that was a really good race. That was super tight race. Big group together uh, almost almost at the end. Well, it kept kind of breaking up. Uh, Santa Cant kept trying to get away, and then she would get reeled in. Um, it was uh, Anna Marie uh, Wurst was there. She rode really strong. And, uh, you know, we had some players that we haven't seen much of. Of course, um, Captains was uh, kept pulling herself back and then getting dropped and then pulling herself back and getting dropped. And it ended up as a three-up sprint. And, you know, um, Captains took it, but it looked, you know, just uh, I think all the work that uh, Santa had put in earlier on she kind of paid for on the on the finish line. She tried to get away in the final sand pit. She did. And didn't manage to get away from them. And she, then Lucinda Brand was in that mix too. That's right. That right. Brand was actually there in uh, second. Yeah, and, she and was. Worst she was a little bit further back in fourth. Well, Lucinda went around Sonic Khan, who just was couldn't, done. couldn't do anything. Yeah, she was on, done. on the finish line. I mean, Sonic Khan burned a bunch of matches trying to get in front of Maude or Lucinda a few times. This one little tight turn, I think, right before the sand. Um, and that last lap, she did it again yeah. in the sand and then just, like, died. And Maude went, and, and that was it. Um, so have we seen, seen a lot of Lucinda Brand this season? No. Well, so I was going to say, Lucinda Brand and Anna Marie Verst yeah. are both just now getting into races. I think this is their second weekend racing. Lucinda mainly a road rider yeah I and mean, maybe took some time rider. off after the after the season yeah i'm thinking so um is anna marie versed a mountain biker yes okay so she probably did some mountain biking and is now just coming to cross after Possibly. mountain biking and of course she is the reigning u23 world champion yep. that's right yeah and 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 both of them did the same thing last season as well. They came late to the party yeah. and and Fresh. then had a great had a great rest of the season. Yeah, because we saw a lot of Lucinda Brand last year, and I was trying to I saw the Sunweb kit and I, kit, and I was like, who is that in the Sunweb kit? And I was like, oh yeah, she was in the Rabobank kit last year. Right. Um, That's so. right. Well, speaking of Rabobank kits and coming late to the party, you know who else is planning on a late. Uh, a late foray into cross this year. Assume you are referring to Marianne Voss. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Hope so. She's confirmed. She's confirmed that uh, that she's uh, she's going to race some cross this year. And go well, for, she probably go for wants her to try to get hundredth uh, world championship. That's right. I was going to say she probably wants her revenge on uh, Sonic Khan. Yeah, can't wait for that. Well, you know what's cool is seeing and and Marie Worst up there uh, getting fourth place is that it's very similar to what we're seeing on the state sides at Ellen Noble who got second in the U23 Worlds, Emory won. So you can kind of see, you know, where they are comparatively. So now they're both going to be in the elite field. So, you know, I'm, uh, I just, it's just a lot of good racing. Um, I don't know. Are you trying to tell us to move on? No, I was trying to, let's, oh. <laughs> I was trying to say let's uh, talk about the uh, men's race. Well, there were a, there was, I, I, I took some notes of the women's race, and these are not, this is not a blow by a blow, but there's some, some things I was thinking about. There was this woman, I wrote Fred Lady in my notes. 
Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. In the black kit. Yeah, with the who, number that was pinned and it was like flopping around. And she's right. She's with the elites and she's obviously being lapped. Like in the third or fourth lap. Had a mechanical probably. because she was just, running. Yeah. Well, she was walking at some points, wasn't she? She was just basically like just heading it was. Back. It was just really interesting to see. Like we both, when I said Fred, you knew exactly what I meant. Yeah. And she's in an elite UCI race. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Notable, I guess. That usually you don't see that. Don't usually, usually see that, no. They're usually pulled um, before they get lapped. Would that maybe be Frederica, if it's a woman? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There we go. Okay. Uh, also notable, not a great weekend for um, Sophie de Boer. No, she, and she like kept. Twelfth, I think. She kept taking this really weird line over that ditch. She, she took kept, the wrong line every time, and it was like watching her front tire crash into it was like, oh no, what are you doing? I, I made that note also. I was really confused, and then it, she seemed to like fade, and like I don't know, did she like hurt her wrist? Was her wrist hurt before, and she couldn't do like do any hopping, and so she rode into it, and so yeah, I I don't, I'm not sure about that, but I know that. You're talking about the just the little yeah. drainage ditch, yep. and a lot of people it. were hopping it yeah. and, and and riding it much better. Yeah, I don't I don't know what was up with that because I remember watching this race or at least a race on this same course. I don't know if it was the same Super Prestige or not, but it was mm. at the same course last year, uh, and she was riding the hell out of it last year. She was looking There's super another, pro. There is another course that has a couple of drainage ditches that's a different course, but okay. this in, in this case it was like. She wasn't even lifting her front wheel. She was just hmm. crashing into that thing, and it looked like she could go over at any moment. Yeah, yeah. Which was that was that was odd because, and you could see like everybody else was like taking, saw it coming to and the was, left. And, yeah. yeah, and the, and the and other slightly side. hopping. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? I don't yeah. know what's going on, Sophie. Um, so yeah, let's move to the men's race. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yawn. Yeah. I mean, it's. I will. I will say the, the dulcet tones of the Dutch language. Do put me to sleep, and it doesn't help <laughs> when Vanderpool is off the front and there's not a lot going on. As soon as they hit the, and it was a good sand pit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good sand pit. They had like Downhill. this little climb up to it, and then there was a left-handed down, and it was super rutted. There were like two deep rutted lines going into it, and who was the, the one of the talent at Fidea riders? Quentin Hermans. Quentin went out Hermans hot was on the front. On the front for that almost the entire first lap, like using the wind yeah, and the breakfast cream. Yep. Um, and they got into the sand. He was in the front. And, and at some point in the middle of the sand, MVDP just is in front of him. Like, he doesn't even, like, there was no change of speed, but he just, he, somehow he when he pedals, his bike goes farther yeah. for each rotation of the cranks. Yeah. Maybe that's what's going he on. He has longer legs. Maybe. And maybe he has longer cranks and longer legs. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Are his wheels bigger too? I don't know. <laughs> he's just everything about him is astonishing. That guy gets through the sand quicker than a Baywatch lifeguard. <laughs> hey oh, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh yeah. Matthew won. Snooze um, fest. I don't even know who got second or third. Wow. Wow got second. Uh, wow was second. And then uh, Lars was third. Lars was third. So Lars and Toon basically were oh, yeah, Toon... drafting each other. Although no, Toon no. really got the shitty end of the stick <laughs> no. there, didn't he? No, Toon was pulling Lars around. Toon pulled Lars around until <laughs> Lars dropped him yeah. uh, on the last lap. And he said, thanks. Yeah, yeah cheers, he's not... Toon. 
Oh, uh, man. Yeah. yeah, Toon breaks the wind a good bit better than uh, than Lars does, doesn't he? <laughs> I did notice that uh, in lap one, the second time they go through the pit, Tom Mewson threw his glasses, which I've noticed he seems to do every race. Like, maybe he went, maybe his sponsor like gotta wear the glasses at the start line yeah yeah and then or he's going full kwiatkowski he just tosses them but he tosses them all the time into the pit just poof but you gone. know when kwiatkowski goes full kwiatkowski after like five hours in the saddle yeah. and he's just absolutely on the limit whereas Mucin. tom tom does it after about 30 Mucin. seconds three minutes um so he blew up pretty fast in that race yeah yeah uh, oh, I agree. Boy. the the men's The men's races um, and this one in particular have been a little bit boring. But uh, you guys know what's not boring? What tire talk? Come on, let's talk about tires. F M B. Let's talk about all the good things. Gator skin. Tires. Yeah. So, what uh, what inspired this tire talk segment, Townsend? You want to talk about it? Well, who, who, who sent it? You posted it. It huh? was me. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Why don't you I was, talk I was just about trying it. to throw you a bone there. No, no, no. I'm, I'm the one throwing bones today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right next to you, too. Call me later. All right. Um, well, on Twitter, FMB. Yes. Francis. Francis. God. Francois. Francois. Marie Boyeux. Uh, posted. Yeah. A photo of a 3T aero gravel bike. Yeah. Which so hot right now. No one cares about. What? But what we care about was the 40 mil FMB tubulars. Yeah. Green with the Michelin silica treads, right? Yeah. With the silica treads and the pro uh, green latex sidewalls. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty rad. 40, 40, 40 tubulars. I mean, yes. So UCI, totally UCI fail, not UCI legal. Not yeah. at all. Cannot yeah. be raced on a cross bike. Uh, no, but no, this is gravel specific. Yeah, he, yeah. he said very good gravel tires. Uh, yet, of course, the bike was on a like a mud cow trail. Um, it was there was no gravel at all in this photo. Um, well, but, that's sort of Belgian well, gravel, right? Sort of muddy. Or maybe maybe it could have been in. Uh, well, FMB are based in Brittany, where they have the Trobro Leon, and there's True. a lot of dirt uh, dirt tracks in that. Uh, but so anyway. yeah, what what are, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, if you're if you're going out on some sort of like rad gravel adventure, um, and you're getting out into some crazy shit on your on your gravel bike, yeah, um, <laughs> and you're rolling you're on some tubs, yeah, yeah, what um, do you do? Yeah, what do you do, man? What Can do you, you do? fit a spare forty mil tub underneath your saddle? No. Do you uh, have enough pit stop? <laughs> I think I think this is the this is for the uh, the gentleman the, gravel racer, right? Oh, who, you mean someone who's being followed by like a guy in a dune buggy with yeah, like or, or a, a Land picnic Rover. lunch, possibly probably a Range Rover or Land Rover, yeah, sure. with a, with a with a hamper, uh, maybe a valet on horseback. Yes, <laughs> potentially. I think I think yeah, he needs a gentleman's gentleman, and. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I. I'm all for it. I love it. I like it a lot. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems great. 
Um, apparently, there's a shop in New Orleans that sells them. <laughs> oh, and 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 referred to them as very versatile. Oh no, they were talking about the the, the gravel bike that was versatile. Yes, yeah. He yeah, thought yeah. I was talking about the uh, 3T Aero bike, which I've seen on the Giro. Yeah, I guess versatile. Take it to the ride you go every weekend. Well, on on that subject, and well, a couple of things on that subject. First, about the tires. Uh, also, Dugast. I I uh, saw that they I follow them on on the Instagrams and they were posting, you know that hey you can get your uh, Dugast Rhinos or whatever in custom sizes in thirty five or thirty eight mil or whatever, and so you can get you don't have to have UCI standard uh, tubulars if you're not doing UCI standard races you can actually custom order them from direct from Dugast or FMB I'm sure. But the other thing is 3T, you know who's going to be riding 3T bikes next year in the uh, Euro Peloton? Do not know. Uh, Aqua Blue are going to be riding the 3T road bike, which has a single ring on the front. Wow. no front derailleur. Wait. For road? Yep, for road. In Grand Tours? Presumably for Paris-Roubaix, they will be riding the Aero Gravel bike. Hang on. Know. So there's going to be a team with a what? Yes. How are you going to climb up Von Two on a single ring? Uh, with like a forty uh, cassette on the rear. Well, the bigger question is how are you going to smash in the sprint with the single ring? Um, you know, I, I, you know, so so single ring is the question is not climbing. The question is spinning sure. out when you're sprinting. I think. Well, the question is being able to do well. Well, I guess the, you don't always do. I guess you don't do both. And the other thing is, is like in the your, same race usually. Obviously, having an eleven to unless you're Uran Uran. Yeah, but having an yeah, having an eleven to forty cassette or something like that. Um, you know, your gear ratios are going to be pretty far apart. So I don't know. We shall see. Interesting. Well, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's going to. Well, okay. Yep. Well, speaking of the speaking of the pro tour. Uh, pro road tour Mm. Uh, we have a little bit of pro road news this week to get into the biggest uh wait wait are you you talking about the uh, shanghai criterium of course the (laughs) shanghai criterium yes the The jewel of the calendar the fake race of the week yeah this one is a fake race it actually is a fake race matt you and i had a conversation about it uh chris Froome shows up to the race wearing his Tour de France leader's jersey. Yes. Um, in a race in Shanghai, China in October that's nowhere near the tour, either right. geographically or temporally. Yeah. So talk yeah. about Fred. Yeah, I mean, I understand <laughs> I understand that that's the whole thing, that the, that the, the crowd wants to see him in his yellow jersey, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just, my personal feeling is, you know, it's not like the World Championship jersey that's yours for the year until the next race. Right. The Tour de France yellow jersey ends when the Tour de France ends. And then after that, man, you just wear your kit. My opinion. Except is this when an ASO it's, race? It is an ASO. Oh, event. Hang on. Event. <laughs> race in inverted commas. Yes. yes. It is a race. And Chris Froome, of course, won he the did. sprint. It was a three-up sprint between... Okay, can you guess? Can you name all three great sprinters that were in this race? Let's not forget that I think Greg Van Avermaet was in this race too. Yeah, I think. But let's, uh, let's name out of you know, 
Who pulled away from the sprinters in this criterium and had a three-up sprint? Uh, Froome. Froome. Uh, Warren Barguil. Yes. And was it Rigoberto Aran? It was Rigoberto Aran, <laughs> yes. Three of the best sprinters in the world. That's right. Well, you forgot the fourth great sprinter who was in the race that apparently they wouldn't let be in that sprint. Right. Who I guess who isn't who isn't even a good enough sprinter to call himself a fake sprinter, yep. Alberto Contador. Right. Which that's a bit of an insult, isn't it? Was that because he was on the uh bike share bike that I saw him riding? <laughs> I don't know. But isn't that like it's How like, does this work? So This is his retire this was his last race ever. But it's his not last, a race though. Re, well, his last exhibition It's by the way, it's air quotes. Yes. Sorry. Well, whatever. Was it inverted commas? Is that a British thing? I guess so. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> quotations are not commas. Uh, what's we call them inverted commas? I don't know why. Um, so how does this work? The race promoter, well, or they, like, they say, okay, this is how it's going to go? Yeah, it's like WWF wrestling, right? It is. So they just sort of no, decide, like, is. you're going to get a little gap, and then you're going to do this, and then you're eventually going to let Chris Froome win. And then Alberto Contador's in the back of the room holding up his hand saying, you know, can I compete for the sprint? <laughs> and they're like, no, that wouldn't even be believable in a fake race. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Froome has gone head-to-head with Sagan in a sprint. He has? Yes. True. Good point. Yeah. So so he has credentials, and Rigoberto Iran won a sprint climbers, against won a climber sprint. Bargi, right? Against Bargi in one with one gear. Yeah. So so yeah, he's I, I ready that, for you know, the I guess that bike. kind of like works. He hasn't been second to Sagan, which equals first. Really, doesn't it? Being second to Sagan equals first. Right. Okay, so that was the yep. Shanghai criterion. Yes. You want to talk about some real road news? Uh, yes. Oh, you're talking about the Saitama Criterion, which is coming up this weekend. <laughs> Wait, there's another one? There's another fake race Yeah, this the Kimono event. Yes. I thought that was this one. No, this was a new one. They so, just added this one, the Shanghai Criterion. Okay. Does road... So, road season does not end. I mean, because there was a, there's another <laughs> stage race happening in New Zealand. But I guess for them... It's the it's like the beginning Summer. of the season, yeah. So, yeah. all right. I just like I feel like we just it's not gonna die. Road season doesn't doesn't end. No. Cyclocross ends. Road does not because we're gonna have the uh, tour down under in January. Two months. Yeah. So. All right. Yep. So uh, we got some transfer news. We've got some like yeah, you know, some more silly season stuff. So, uh, Miguel. Mikel Landa. So yep. I'm about to call him Miguel. His name is not Miguel. Mikel Landa. Uh, shows up at his first meeting for uh, his new team. Movistar. Basically just gets bitch slapped on day one, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta... <laughs> He's having a rough start. He yeah. is having a rough start. Um, probably not what he thought. I doubt they told him when he signed for the team... Um, that his his uh, life was going to be playing out the way it played out on day one. But let's talk about it for a minute because I think it may not be quite as ominous as it sounds. So what happened, the real news, is that he shows up yep. and the talking point from the first meeting is that uh, Nairo Quintana 
is putting his foot down and saying, I am the number one for the tour. The team is working and riding for me in the Tour de France this year. No questions. Right? right? Basically, that's the news. Yeah. And so everyone interprets this as he's, you know, stamping his authority on the team at large. And, you know, Landa's going to be a number two again, just like he was with Chris Froome at Sky, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know that all that is really in that, right? Mm. Really, it's Quintana saying, right. the team's going to work for me at the tour. Okay, but it, what but about it, the Giro? What about the Vuelta? I mean, right. is, is Landa going to have an opportunity to go uh, be the number one at at least one of these grand tours this year? I say the answer to that is yes. I say he will be called the number one at one of these tours, something that will go for terribly for him. My uh, hot take prediction for next year is that Valverde wins all three Grand Tours. <laughs> oh, wow. you heard it here first, guys. That is steaming, that, that is. take. Yes. That is a hot steaming dump of a take right there, Matt Kite. That is a Cleveland steamer of a take. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to make a take like that, you are going to be from Cleveland. I mean, so, hey I mean, but... Mark my words, Valverde will finish ahead of both of those guys at one of the Grand Tours. All right. I can see that happening. And, you know, it's a shame Landa showed how strong he is um, in the Tour this year. Yep. I feel like he... the Giro, too. I I feel like uh, Landa has some issues... With authority? Personality-wise, that is hindering him in his you know ascent to cycling greatness and once again he goes to a team with already a strong gc rider that's the third team that he's been at right. in a row and it's just i guess i don't know like do you continually to make that decision there's something you, but you know what you know what he do you know what he should have done he should have gone back to astana because they've got nobody now it's true but who uh, wants to go to Astana, though? Vino is all... He should have uh, gone to Vino's Trek. Vino's all pissed at Aru because he left, right? And so he's like, I think he's taking legal action against Aru for, like, leaving right at the end and leaving him with nobody. Whereas, you know, he could have had uh, could have had Lander back and uh, they, would have had a, they would have had a grand tour contender. Well, yeah. we, we shall see how that all plays out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to your point also, Bodie, not only is he going to a team with an established number one GC, but he's going to a team that, as Matt says, um, however, hyperbolically, uh, also has Alejandro Valverde. Yeah. So I will say this, though. Halloween style, the vampire. Quintana, although he did a few Grand Tours in a row, maybe it affected him this year. Maybe he'll bounce back next season. Not, you know, maybe he's peaked. Maybe Quintana has reached his highest peak and uh, perfect time for Lana to come in and pull a um, Froome Wiggins. Yeah, well, let's just say this. The, pres- the pressure is certainly on Quintana this year because he's, he's got Landa, who's definitely going to be salivating and nipping at his heels to take over that number one spot if he shows any weakness. So he sure better get his act together. Yeah. So free Landa. Yeah. Well, uh, Bodhi, uh, switching gears uh, and and switching locations, we we talked last week or the week before um, about rally cycling. Um, 
racing as a as a pro conti team next year and you've got some news about a couple new additions to rally that you wanted to talk about for next year yeah i just i just saw that uh kyle murphy who rode for silence this last year is moving to rally mm-hmm. um and rally is going pro conti and i was excited to see kyle murphy joining that team and i don't know people were like who the hell is kyle murphy and why do we care about him the first time i heard of kyle murphy was a probably is not probably blog post where he won some race in san francisco some alley cat at mash and just to follow along his progress from fixed gear kid to riding on a pro conti team and a strong one like rally is it's been cool i've enjoyed he went to the red hook did a bunch of those races then started racing road and moved up the ranks from lupus and so anyway Good luck to Kyle at Rally. That's that's pretty exciting. I hope he does well. Yep. And somebody else is going to Rally too. Yeah, Ty Magner is going to Rally. Yeah. Which I don't understand. I'm curious what's going on there because he was on Holowesco. And they're also going Pro Conti. So I'm just curious what's happening over there. What's going on behind the scenes? Money. Um, I guess. I guess there's some money involved. Ty Magner, former Rouge Roubaix winner. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Who's first year we much... rode it, right? First year we did Rouge Roubaix. Ty Magner won. Yeah, barely uh, beat us. So and, he's a friend. Uh... He's a friend of the podcast, obviously. <laughs> um, he sort of moved through all the big American domestic teams from UHC, Holowesco, and now he's on Rally. So yeah. maybe he just wanted to change the scenery. Yeah. And also, Rally's a rad team, and they are going places, and they had great results this year. So yeah, tour of California. NH. Oh, I love Rally. Yeah. I, I I guess I think I feel like Holowesco is also a rad, seem to be a rad team too. So yeah, not not saying they're not. I'm just you know throwing that out there. Maybe he's trying to get away from the Hankapi Bros. I don't know. So Bodie, you shared a a uh, Instagram post or a Twitter post uh, with us. Uh, I guess mm. you call that a tweet. Uh, earlier <laughs> that's what the kids call it yeah. right uh i didn't tweet at you guys but i sent you a tweet in facebook messenger wow. yeah boy just throwing all the platforms together into a big social media gumbo uh, of the education first cannondale oh. Draypack, whatever their full name yeah, is a lot of words be. strung yeah. education together first Draypack presented by cannondale pretty sure it's ef education first ef education first Draypack presented by cannondale so so to cut to it they are having a big kit reveal for their new sponsor and they mm. seem to be taking their sartorial cues we saw we saw the color palette didn't from pock their uh helmet and Possibly kit manufacturer, I guess. Pox making yes. their kits too. Yep, they do. A uh, lot of '80s um, uh, sort of dayglow colors in there. You know, you got your limes and your. Well, I I noticed in the responses. Yeah, lots. I think. Well, I noticed in the responses that uh, somebody, another pro rider or something, uh, a female pro rider said. Oh, uh, do I get to get a pink kit this year? Uh, or can I have a pink one, please? And, and uh, the response from Cannondale, or Slipstream Sports, uh, Cannondale as it's called now, was, uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. 
So, uh, so are they going to bring the pink? Maybe. I think they're going to bring the pink. And it's not just pink, man. It's a it's a hot pink. There, hot. But there's it's a, there's yellow. Oh, there's a lot of colors in there. Yeah. Um, and they said, and also like Argyle will never die or something like that. Uh, so it's, it's gonna unfortunate. Be, yeah, that it's is. It's going to be pink, uh, pink themed Argyle, I believe. Do you remember their first kit when the uh, uh, Garmin team launched? Uh, there was a lot of purple and. It was pretty funky looking. Is that the one with the burrito coming out of the back of their jersey pocket? I don't know if they had a burrito. That was, the, really? no, that was when they were like Chipotle. A, oh, no. The first year they were sponsored by Chipotle. This wasn't Chipotle. This Matt's was talking it, about a few years before that. Yeah, this is when, I mean, but that they weren't a world tour team when they were Chipotle, were they? I think with Chipotle, you'd have like a uh, Cleveland steamer coming out of your uh, bibs, wouldn't you? <laughs> because, because of the... Uh, knowing of... Uh, <laughs> The food poisoning? Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> anyway. Well, we will check it out. I'm excited about it. I like I like pink you know rad, rad kits. I like pink in the Peloton. And we are gonna talk about the new Cannondale kit mm. next week on a new segment yeah. that we're introducing as the new pro and, and other uh, teams will start to reveal their kit for next season. Uh, our new segment called Trash or Panache. All where right. we'll uh, we'll render our verdict, uh, trash or panache, nice. on a variety of, uh, of of pro kit. Next season's kits, yep, can't yeah, wait. Good. So next first episode will be next week where we'll review the new candidate. I can't so wait to hear Matt to uh, Sergio's uh, DJ mix for trash or panache. Oh, yeah, man, I'm thinking about that already. Well, guys, let's uh, let's get to the local stuff before we uh, before we get done with this here episode. A um, lot going on up at the velodrome. Last week, we had the Lambra Track Championships, and Bodie, do you have any race report or news on that? I mean, I have a few hot takes. I wasn't there. There was no live stream for that event. Disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing, Logan. Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to those guys, uh, 4D, Dustin, for making it happen. Um, This was the first season that I remember it being, you know, a pretty big deal. Like they've really, th- these guys have been wanting to do something up at that velodrome consistently for a while. And I know, they, I know they've had races and they've had yeah. track nights and whatnot, but this is, this season was full season and it, they brought it. Yeah. So I actually, so they had a four week track series midweek, um, followed by culminating in a separate event, but the lambra our region our regions uh track championships yeah so i actually i didn't we didn't talk about this but i went to uh series number one mm. you raced it right i raced yeah i raced um through the urban south color was that sprint urban in the first week yeah so the first week was your flying uh 200 mm. time trial which seated you for the match sprints a 200 meter time trial yeah that's a that's a I mean that's a good distance to to train for. It's it's a time trial I can get behind. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna say if you got to do a time trial, and, the shorter the better. Yeah. And how and, how far behind did you get? I was last place in the A's. <laughs> but my time was faster than all the B's, so I guess I should have been in the A's. There you go. I raced the A's. I could have raced the B's, but I just decided I would I would race up. Um, I've learned a lot about 
track from the few nights that I've done it, and gear ratio is mm. super important. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing you had the wrong one. No, I, I had. I could have. Well, I could have had more gears. Yeah. I geared up. More gears pr- is always helpful riding a bike. Yeah. In my experience. <laughs> I like. To Unfortunately, have, in track, I you only get two. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I I could have gone bigger. Um, and maybe had you know aluminum bike that doesn't flex so much whatever it was fun i had a good time i didn't go anymore but uh, a bunch of folks continued on and then they had the championships this weekend and i was surprised to see that our friend Jaden kiefer came away with the win the overall uh win in the lambert shack championships uh, yeah well we i guess i'm not surprised Close. right because dustin i mean uh, Jaden is super strong super we know that fast but yeah. i just didn't know that he, he he's the kind of guy who can just show up at a championships and win it yeah well if you it's remember annoying. podcast listeners mm. ages ago on one of the single digit episodes of this podcast where we were talking about the harbor master and That's the right. single speed race at the harbor master That's true he brought that single speed frankenbike up to fixed gear. Yeah, fixed gear, not just not, not single speed. Gear. Fixed, fixed gear. gear crit. He brought his Franken Franken track bike. It was his TT bike. Uh, right with no, it was a it was yep. it was it, it was, was a Cantana Rue TT bike. TT bike. Single speed horizontal drops on the TT bike. That's right. And and crushed it. Just killed everybody in that. So yeah, kudos to with way too big a gear too. Right, he was riding a massive gear, but he just basically powered away from everybody so that's yeah. great and then the podium was rounded out by dustin and yep. logan correct logan van way well logan van way got second and dustin drews uh got third yep those are two of the most experienced track guys i know so kudos to them uh, you know logan's been really trying to keep the weekly track night thing going and dustin organized the entire series so kudos to them just wanted to give him a shout out like yeah track racing in baton rouge well, I mean, we have a track, right, in Louisiana, which yeah. there's not many places in the U.S. that have a velodrome. So, uh, so yeah. That's so, awesome. yeah, Jaden, hit me up. Uh, you're getting a uh, Lambra jersey, bro. That's right. Champs jersey. Another uh, one. So No, 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 sorry. Not another one. You're getting one. <laughs> one. So, speaking <laughs> of the Baton Rouge velodrome, it is at, uh, it's a park, part of Breck. Um, we had a little discussion last week about how um, mm, Breck was not happy with what was happening at the cross race, and they shut down the one, two, threes early. I got an update from Wes. He said that things are all good. Um, he yeah, offered, that's great. He offered to you know put some grass seed down, help you know maintain and fix things, and they were happy with that, and everything is good. So I'm happy that uh, they uh, came to their senses and. Solid is just grass, and we're here to make sure things are good. So crosses, crosses for the people. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. So, you guys want to have some <laughs> Halloween fun? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a segue. I was trying to think of a segue. So, uh, Halloween is tomorrow, it and is. and and actually, if you're listening to this podcast, it, it's, it's possibly today. It's possibly today. Yeah, depending on how quick one of us edits this episode and how quickly one listens to this episode Mm. but if you're listening to this episode because it just popped up in your itunes as being available uh hopefully it's tuesday sometime halloween happy halloween guys Uh, what are you gonna be for halloween this year buddy well 
I was thinking of costumes, trying to figure out what I'm going to be. I'm really, yeah. I'm really bad at Halloween. Um, and I saw on Twitter, there were some Twitter jokes going on about your, your costume idea is sexy plus something you're afraid of. Like sexy spider or sexy yeah. snake. Yeah. Yeah. S- sexy rainfall um, in New Orleans. Mm, not something I'm scared of, but... Uh, Sorry. Okay. Sexy nine inches of rain in 24 hours okay, in New yeah. Orleans. Sexy hurricane. It's a relatively yeah. difficult costume to make. You've got to get rid of it, though. All right. But anyway, I, some people took it to... Think, think of things you're afraid of in terms of bikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I thought, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. So, I, so my first costume is sexy 40K time trial. Sexy mm. 40K time trial. Yeah. yeah. I guess you, maybe I would be like, I don't know, sexy FTP test. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, actually, no, go ahead, Matt. You first. I, I, I know what I would be. <laughs> I, I think I, I already told Bodie this one. I would be a sexy saddle sore. Ooh, that is sexy. It's on your sexy parts. Uh, well, then, on, on that line of, 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 of injuries, sexy TBI? What's, oh. what's TBI? Traumatic brain injury? Oh, yeah. Oh. That which you pr- almost suffered this year? Well, I may have. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we think we know. Well, yeah, sexy separated shoulder for me. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's a good one. It's got, got nice alliteration to yeah, it. Also. Sexy road rash. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking, you know how, uh, you know, I, I, I sort of am a stickler for for. Uh, peloton riding and pace line riding sort of you know Mm. staying in the appropriate part of the lane you know riding side by side in a nice orderly format yeah you guys know that so i was thinking you know maybe i would be sexy three abreast yeah oh no that that would terrify you because i've been on a ride where you've yelled at the entire group and and admonished it all All sexy white line rule Yeah. yeah sexy center line rule uh, Matt, this is probably a costume that would terrify you. Uh, sexy gator skin tubular. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That is. That is terrifying. Yeah. Are you scared of alligators, too? Because that would be a kind of a cool double entendre. Not really. I don't know. I'm not really uh, scared of, of alligators. But I've never. I d- generally don't find them in my house at night. So if so. you if you had a choice to wrestle with a gator skin tubular <laughs> or an actual alligator, what would you pick? I think an actual alligator. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine trying to would wrestle be, a gator skin supple. tubular on? Yeah, seriously. You couldn't. You yeah. can do all sorts of cool, like, half Nelsons on an alligator, but a gator's can too be there. Alligators are way more flexible. <laughs> yeah. So this was a great episode of the podcast, guys, and I feel like the points were just flowing, man. We were all just, like, dinging up the dinging up the score on this one. Mm. Um, I know uh, I... Know so, I wait, well, you're, you're, you're trying to segue to... Well, yeah, but, but when, you, when you tell the listeners what I'm trying to do, oh. it kind of ruins the segue. Oh, mm. wait, does it? But yeah, okay. I was trying to segue into who's winning the podcast. Well, you were in the lead last week. Yeah, with my strong performance in the cross race. Strong cross race performance. Uh, let's see. Uh, this week, I don't know. I was running in second last week because I actually raced. So yeah, but, Bodie, yeah. was, Bodie was a distant third uh, because he not only didn't race, but... His girlfriend, who did race, he ate her sandwich. Uh, so that, that puts him way back. Um, this Wait, week, I am um, I I not only forgot place. my I not only forgot my charger 
for my computer for recording. I then found out I'd actually forgotten my computer as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, after you were an extra 10 minutes late because you had to go get the charger for the computer that you had already also yep, forgotten. Yeah, so that's not doing me any favors in this week. And Bodhi threw me a few points for a quality cold open, Halloween-themed appropriately. Yeah. No, but I... you get a big demerit for not showing up to your own ride yes. on Saturday. Yeah, huge uh, huge demerit. Um, that is a massive demerit. Definitely going to return the the Rafa recovery blankets. Um, <laughs> they're they, too damn they're they, too damn comfortable. They're too good. They're yeah, too good. They I mean, good. you guys have just outdone yourself. Um, can't use these uh, too good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I I mean I give you some points for trash or panache. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real. I cannot wait for next for next episode to see what EF Education First comes up with. So yeah. Um, Presented by Cannondale. Boom. I'm gonna put boom at the end of everything now. After cyclocross, it makes things more explosive. Yeah. So so where are we in the final tally here, guys? I mean, uh, what are, what are we trying to say? Uh, well, I made up this segment. Who win the podcast? So you get points for that. Yep. And also, you've been dropping some good little. Uh, you've been dropping some good social media from the race last week. Uh, and so I just the... edited because my day job. I had no work today. Uh, I finished all the edits of my Delta States photos, so I should have dropped them before the podcast we recorded because I could have got points for that. But let's just go ahead and say I won this podcast. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to fight you on that. Look, but I'm pretty sure I came last in yeah. this podcast so uh to all our viewers if you disagree with who won the podcast this week and uh you but who's feel... leading overall though that's the other question i don't know let's just say that uh townsend townsend's got the, the overall viewers. yeah <laughs> viewers you can you can write in write us a review uh tell us who's who's leading who you think won this episode um tell us what you want to see on trash or pernash uh, do you have any tire-related uh, questions? Um, any silly season notes you think we should talk about? Mm. How's your cross season going? Uh, Who's your favorite of the three of us and why? <laughs> do the dulcet tones of Sir Cheerio put you to sleep also? Yeah. All uh, right. Well, guys, it's been real. And uh, I'm going to say that this was a success. We salvaged this thing from the jaws of defeat. Mm. Uh, and... Assuming that your box there is, has been recording all this, Bodie, we I hope so. are golden. All right. We signing off? Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, uh, any, any last uh, words? Well, I'm just going to sign off with, uh, this is Sir Cheerio saying, my Halloween costume tomorrow is, I'm going to be Matthew Vandergool. Ooh, that's very nice. Uh, I'm going to sign off simply saying, guess what, guys? I'll see you in Ruston. And this is Bodie Bodie saying, I will not see you in Ruston, and I will not take pictures of your funny face, but I'll be at uh, Derby Cup, and I'm excited to come back and tell you how it went. So uh, let's end the potty. <laughs> I don't know.
Okay, also, uh, I was going to say H.G. Wells. Yeah, <laughs> he wrote The Invisible Man. Yes.